Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Click, pay, and download instantly. Welcome to the podcast. Listening to TED Talks Daily. I'm Elise Hugh. Today, actionable strategies to make our workplaces more inclusive and more successful. Equity and inclusion leader Amber Hikes asks, What are we doing to lift others up in the workplace? Her talk from our video series, The Way We Work, lays out a few of the ways to do it. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Ignite. Hopefully you haven't been a victim of ransomware, but all over the world, companies have been hit by ransomware attacks that have crippled their businesses, sometimes for days. On average, it takes 23 days to recover. That's 23 days of disruption, downtime, and chaos. Well, Ignite security software is here and the user experience is so much better to keep you from getting victimized by ransomware. Learn more about how Ignite can protect your business from ransomware or see why Ignite is rated number one for data security by real customers in G2 Crowd. Start your free trial today at EGNYTE.com. That's EGNYTE.com. When it comes to our careers, the analogy we've been given is a ladder. We're climbing, 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 seeing just how high we can get. But if we want to be a part of organizations that are diverse and inclusive and truly reflect the world that we live in, that's simply not enough. While we climb, we also need to lift. It's no secret that our companies and organizations rarely have leadership teams that represent the communities they serve. That makes them less effective in their work, less innovative, and less profitable too. We need more women steering the ship, more people of color at the helm, more folks with disabilities in charge, more immigrants setting the tone, more queer and trans folks calling the shots. So whether you're a new hire who's a proud member of one or more of these groups or a longtime leader who is none of the above, each of us has a role to play in making this happen. Success is no longer about our individual ambitions, but about how we build something greater together. My mother introduced me to this concept of lifting while you climb. She was an absolute powerhouse in her work, and she spent so much of her time working with younger black women to help advance them too. She would remind me that the point of success isn't success for success's sake. She said that when you climb that ladder and you get to the top, you can take a moment to enjoy the view, but you must be principally concerned with using all of your might to throw the ladder back down for those who are coming behind you. There's no point in being the first if we're also the last. So here are three ways that all of us, whether you're the first in your company or a part of a deep legacy, can embrace this spirit. One, question your surroundings. One of the benefits and really the consequences of privilege is being around people whose experiences mirror your own. So when you're at the table, I wanna ask you to really examine who's there with you. And even more importantly, who isn't? Do you see women? people of color, people with disabilities? 
People who look like your customers, clients, patients, and community. If not, I need you to ask why. Calling it out matters. If we don't name it, we can't change it. Once you notice these disparities, let's do something about it. For example, we have a lot of data that women get interrupted during presentations more than men do. So make counting this an activity that you try in meetings where there's multiple people presenting. Keep a tally. How often do women or non-binary folks get interrupted and how often are men getting interrupted? Add up your tally at the end of the week and if you notice discrepancies, talk about them. Talk about them in the moment. Address it in the meeting if you can. Practice saying, hey Fred, I think you interrupted June. June, can you repeat that? Or if that feels like too much, you can just hand the mic back to June. Hey June, what were you saying? I think I missed it. When you notice it happening, speak up. It's a chance to give yourself and others the opportunity to show up better. Two, aim for sponsorship over mentorship. Mentorship is making a connection for someone, giving them advice, helping them know when to ask for a promotion. It's great, but we can do even better. Sponsorship is using your privilege, your position, your power to give opportunities to someone else who's traditionally been excluded. It's not just saying that someone would excel in a make or break project, but getting in there and helping them make it across the finish line. It's sending their finished project to senior leaders and letting them know how strong you thought it was. When the work gets picked up and used, it's reminding people where it came from and who produced it. If mentorship happens behind the scenes, sponsorship happens right there in the front. Not just before the meeting, but in the meeting. Not just on the private thread, but in that big group email. Because the platitudes, the kind of half-stepping, it's not cutting it. Finally, pass on the chance for glory. Think about how you can create opportunities for the people in your organization who might not get them as often. The next time you're asked to do a panel, consider offering your seat to someone who also has bold and imaginative ideas, but might be overlooked because of their race or gender or disability. And then help that person prepare. Take someone who wouldn't normally have access to the meeting and bring them in with you, not to observe, but to present with you. If you've been running an ideation session for a while, pass it on to someone new. Keep the calendar invite intact, talk them through what's worked in the past and what hasn't so that they can excel too. Pass on your institutional knowledge. It's on the leadership of your company or your organization to set goals and metrics for hiring equitably and bringing in more diverse employees. But when it comes to inclusion and celebrating others, you can help with that. You can go to someone who doesn't share your identities to partner on a project. You can amplify the work of a colleague who might be the only person like them on the team. You may think about where you first started in this work and feel so proud of what you've learned and how brave you've been as you climbed. I need you to hold that feeling. Please hold that feeling, but also chase that feeling. Because what good is our power and success? What use is it making it to the top if all it affords us is a bird's eye view of everyone we've left behind? If your journey in inclusion feels easy, you have packed too light. So feel proud, feel uplifted, feel accomplished in your commitment to equity, but also feel like you have more work to do because lifting, it's difficult. And your help, it's essential. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review.
Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, fall style. Wait, wasn't it just June? Right? So, I went to Kohl's. Of course you did. I got a cute Kara Santana for Nine West sweater for 25% off and a great pair of Vans. Love Vans. And save 25% on a champion hoodie for my husband. Ooh, sounds cozy. You should go. You'll get 15% off or 15, 20, or even 30% off with a Kohl's card. BRB. Select styles. Offers end September 26th. Champion coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. This is the Big Biz Show. What's so funny about investing money, you ask? For you. The Big Biz Show with Russ and Sully hope to answer that. Top-rated, insightful financial analysis. <laughs> if you are looking for insightful financial perspective on key market strategies, keep looking. I told you, this is the Big Biz Show. Hello. This is Russ and Sully. Hey, hey, live from the Loft 100 studios in sunny San Diego, California. Big Biz Show's on the air nationwide, coast to coast. Yeah. Great to have you in. Are you, are you, are you angry today? you feel like you're, you're all right? Today, well, don't even ask. I know. No. Let me tell you why, because I'm very <laughs> excited. Uh, and we've had, we had a chance to interview yeah. Adam Carolla in the past on this program. Of course, we're big fans of Adam Carolla. And if you're not familiar, um, you've been under a rock for the last 30 years. He's a yeah. he's a uh, he's an American radio personality, comedian, has the world record for the most listened to podcast. Oh, that's good. The Adam Carolla Show. And I and I uh, halfway through a really great book that he wrote called "I'm Your Emotional Support Animal: Navigating." Uh, our all woke, no joke culture, and no here kidding. with no further ado, Adam. Thanks for swinging by, man. Good wow. to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, right there from the set. You know, real quickly, I want to start and say you're coming to Solana Beach to the Belly Up here in about a week and a half, aren't you? You're going to do a live podcast in front of a seated audience there. Yeah, I, I think it's sooner than a week and a half. Is I it? think it's uh, the next coming Wednesday. Yeah, I, oh yeah, you're right. It is the 16th. We lost a week. Here yeah, well, of... uh, so let's talk about this. You know, it's interesting. When you think in terms of Hollywood, you think in terms of uh, comedic actors, you think in terms of radio personalities, you know, uh, it's a relatively uh, left-wing area of the country. You think. uh, In the entertainment business. And you have really stepped out as, uh, I'm going to categorize you as an independent, but talk about that book. Talk about, you know, how how you're feeling about all this, what's happened uh, probably in the last six years. Yeah, I uh, I haven't really changed my perspective or approach to anything. If if anyone goes back and and listens to me, stuff I said on Loveline twenty five years ago plus now, I've been saying the same thing over and over again. Um, the climate around me has changed, and you know people can say, well, then you should change with the climate around you. But I don't choose to do that. I just want to do what I want to do. That's why I got into comedy. I was a carpenter. And if I can't say what I want to say or I filter myself or edit myself, then I'll just go back to swinging a hammer. Yeah, I can always go back. I just stand up as well. I can always go back to doing the, yeah, you know, I went down a water slide in Vegas and those lame jokes. But to to bite into reality and what's going on in the headlines, not only uh, people, I don't mind if you don't laugh, but don't track me down on social media and try to make me into some sort of a bad guy. Yeah, what's the troll fa- a what's the troll factor like, Adam? Is that a pretty big troll factor when you're speaking your mind like that in a position like you're in? You know, the thing about the trolls, the, the, the <laughs> trolls are mainly cowards. They're the same people that want to cancel people, the same people want to remove people from their livelihood. 
they're cowards by nature. And also, they're sort of stray cats who need a saucer of milk put out on the back porch every night. And I don't put the saucer out. The saucer for them is an apology or you explaining yourself to them because somehow they demand you must explain yourself to them, which is a bizarre place to be in historically. So for me, they don't find any satisfaction. I tell them to shut up. I'm not apologizing. I say what I want to say. I do my comedy shows. I do my podcasts. I write my books. I make my documentaries. You can't touch me. You can't cancel me. So, you know, talk to the hand. And once they find out you don't apologize, they leave you alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't really care about what you said. They care about getting you to capitulate and apologize. And once they realize there's nothing there, they move. I think the, uh, some of the men complaining need to have their testosterone checked because they're a little, little light in the loafers, if you know what I mean. All right, here's my question for you. Um, let's talk about the, you know, you went from, I don't know, one of my favorite shows of all time uh, was Love Line, and then, of course, The Man Show with Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, could you, by the way, could you do The Man Show these Ooh. days? Could we get away with seeing The Man Show in, this, in a new version these days? Would that even work? Uh, I, I honestly don't think we could do that show today. It it was a comedy show first and foremost. Like people didn't really understand the nuanced part of it, but in today's climate, you know, it would have to be, uh, two black women would have to host the mansion. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. Hey, listen, uh, once again, I want to talk about the show, uh, Adam Carolla live show, uh, on Wednesday, September 22nd at the belly up tavern, uh, our home court as it were. Uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, events that we that we not only participate in there, but it's going to be great. And you have a seated audience now. Just to be clear, is it going to be the stand up, or are you going to be doing your podcast from the stage? We will do a live podcast from the stage for the early show, and then the late show will be a stand up show. Okay, that's yes. Great. Well, you have you been get... down to the Belly Up yet? Uh, just as yes, a... I have. Yeah, I've, I've done stand up there. It's a great place. Yeah, they remodeled the place. Uh, it's a couple of things. So first of all. Uh, Wednesday, September 22nd, you get tickets at bellyup.com and bellyuplive.com. We'll put them on our website as well. Adam, what's next for you uh, with respect to, you talk about your documentaries, you talk about your books, you talk about uh, your stand-up comedy. You, you focus on one thing at a time, or is there where you triage that stuff as you're going into <laughs> the next uh, 18 months? Now, I'm basically spinning plates, and you know, one plate says documentary, and one plate says stand-up, and one plate says podcast, and one plate says books, and and somewhere there's a plate that has my kid's name on it, but it's not in the same room. Yeah. And I just keep spinning them. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a nice Ed Sullivan show reference that some people might not understand. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, once again, his name is Adam Carolla. You can go, uh, you can go check out tickets at bellyuplive.com. Adam, uh, next time you're in San Diego, we'd love to have you come in studio. We're going to certainly see you yeah. there next Wednesday. We'll probably be at both shows. Uh, oh, yeah, please. Yeah, we'll come by come on out. All right, good come stuff. Come out, say hi. Adam in the Carolla. Green room. Thank wow. you so much, pal. Adam Carolla. That's a big factor. Thanks yeah. for coming the on. The number show. one listen to podcast. Absolutely. In the history. Because again, he hasn't backed it down yeah. a little. You wanna you wanna keep your teeth into these uh, you know, comedy yeah. routines. Well the Otherwise, thing too, so he was of course he's got he goes on air here in about uh, I'm gonna say eight minutes. So oh, good. a little short on time yeah. with him. But if you think about that, he is not going down the path of of what Hollywood wants. And you know, he made a great point. He goes, Hey man, I'm untouchable. You can't right. cancel me. I'm doing it myself. And so, you know, with, with respect to the number one listening to podcasts in the world, when you have that kind of leverage, yeah. you say you want. You're right. You're kind of a Nicki Minaj. Yeah, exactly right. 22 million followers for her, by no, the way. Oh, it's true. Yeah. So that's exactly what happens. Well, All it's right. good to see that some people uh, with talent still 
uh, lean a little bit uh, center or right of the uh, BS being shoved. Talk about the business of comedy. Are you going ever back on the, on the road? I was. I watched The Hangover a couple weekends ago as yeah. I did a chase scene through Las Vegas, yeah. and I saw Planet Hollywood. There it is. Where you were very uh, familiar with. I love. You ever going to go back there? You ever, would you? Is, is are those days over for the business? Mm, I'm not happy with the people that are sitting in front of me uh, as much, and I can't change that. They have the right That's to go out thing you're just and complain, about. but uh, maybe I'll come to the belly up and just cheer him on or or try to find uh, venues where I can do that. Mostly music now. That's my that's my bread and butter. Yeah. And I'm bad at that, so I, a couple years and maybe I'll be good enough. Yeah. <laughs> if you're by the way, if you're in or around San Diego, you know, I know we have a lot of people that watch in LA. That's cool. Um you come back. He's cause he goes from uh, here in San Diego, then he goes to Chicago, and then he goes to Missouri and he's out. So this I think is the last time he's on the West Coast for a while, but you get to watch the live podcast on the air uh, at starting at 6.30 p.m. Yeah. Uh, and then right after that, he's going to do a live stand-up. Good. And he's, he's, he, the guy's great because... Don't need a channel, don't need a network, just got a podcast and everyone's watching. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, <clears throat> a couple... Of, so I got to get... I have to get some business news real quick. I wanted to ask about Turd Ferguson, too, who just passed oh, away. Oh, yeah. You mean... Uh, um, you, you know his name. Uh, yeah, you're talking about you're talking about Saturday Night Live Jeopardy, Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. With Will Ferrell and uh, um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you McDonald, uh, Ronald Norm. McDonald, no, Norm McDonald. McDonald's his name. But um, uh, he just passed away, and I think those two were buddies. I hope those two were buddies. And I just remember flashing on uh, uh, Norm McDonald was Colonel Sanders in one of those comedians were dressed up like Colonel Sanders series. So I, I miss him anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm surprised Adam Carolla never never went the route of. Uh, of Saturday Night Live and the Groundlings and those type of things. Yeah. He went straight. He, do you know how he did it? He was a caller in the local radio here in L.A. Yeah. And it was so funny they brought him on, as, as often happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he got into it, and then he, he did. If you've not seen the Man Show with him and Jimmy Kimmel, they would, there was two barca loungers. Oh yeah. With beers, and I'm pretty sure he had trampolines with women on. Them. Well, yeah. Like, no, I mean it was. I miss those was, days. Yeah. So if you you can look up the Man Show, Jimmy Kimmel was just as you know a little overweight side partner mm -hmm. and look at the success of what happens both there. of them yeah yeah um okay a couple things so you know somebody asked me to talk about uh today or yesterday about how the market's dropping so precipitously well the market's not dropping precipitously What's it's a it problem doing? well if you if, if you take a look at a six-month chart of the dow dow jones was at the dow, jo dow jones was at thirty-three thousand. Oh, about oh i would say thirty-three thousand on uh mm -hmm. you know may 21st okay yeah. Um, hang on, let me look at the right one. Yeah, 33,000 on May 21st. Today, you're at 35,000. We've taken a little bit of a hitch in the giddy-up, but it has not been a lot. When I hear you guys say the market dropped 170 points in a day, I think it's time, once again, to talk about the fact that we look at percentages on this program. We don't look at numbers, because until that market, guys, is dropping 800 points, yeah. it, it's not going to matter. Isn't that about the percentage yeah. that... Uh, 3% or less. I'm going to see a 3%... If you see a three percent up, that's news. Yeah, a hundred points is like, well, but, you know, when the Dow was trading at a thousand, it was a lot. It's not trading on point oh oh seven. You know, the same uh, risk I take in not being vaccinated. Hey, everybody! So bite me, I'm sneezing on you. Yeah, but you had the COVID. <laughs> so I'm trying to tell them, leave me alone. Big Biz Show, more coming up. See you in a bit. Jeez. See. Love those plans I made for myself. 
welcome to everyone joining us to experience stories of resilience, hope, perseverance, and joy. Move over to a sport chair, a basketball wheelchair. Category of best video are. We love you guys. Hundred Studios in sunny San Diego, California. Big Biz Show is on the air. Great to have you along today. 110 million broadcast television homes in 150 radio stations. Yes, we're TV and radio at the same time. We're also on Armed Forces Radio Network in 175 countries and all the ships at sea. God bless our military men and women yes. who serve our country overseas and underway. Yes. As we get closer uh, to the anniversary of 9-11 and uh, mm-hmm. interesting uh, interesting to see what's happening in Washington with uh, Janet Yellen, uh, who basically used the words um, oh. Armageddon when it comes down to the economy. Sure. She gave a pretty stern warning. So yesterday, she warned lawmakers uh, that the federal government will most likely run out of cash oh. to pay its bills next month oh. if Congress doesn't raise the limit on borrowing next month. Uh, it's kind of hard to overstate just how catastrophic that would be. Um, US Limit is, on who's borrowing, what are you saying? The government to borrow to get some more stuff to pay yeah, off right, all the exactly others? Right. We raise the debt ceiling every year, but the U.S. has never once defaulted on its debt. Okay, to who, And to do are. so would be an epic, unforced error, to put it in the words of Mike Costa. Yeah. Um, millions of Americans would pay the price in terms of interest rates, spike, stock market would crater, um, retirement accounts would take a beating, and the U.S. dollar uh, would erode. Isn't that what she's saying will she happen? She says, yeah, financial Armageddon oh, if Congress doesn't raise the debt ceiling, is what she's saying. So, so a, little bit of a, oh, a little bit of action there. Hey, for thanks uh, for... Our good friend Kevin Mohan is the chief investment officer and chairman of the board of a company called Muscle Maker Grill. They are publicly traded under the stock symbol G-R-I-L. And boy, have they been busy lately. And mm. uh, he, you know, he went in and restructured the company, fired the old management team, uh, hired the current CEO, yeah. uh, Michael Roper, uh, and then recapitalized the business. Uh, and, and, and long story short, um, you know, he started on this path that is paying off. And he, I, just, I can't get enough of talking to him because it's a different angle. You're talking to the chief it's, investment officer, the yeah, chairman, true. versus the face of the thing. What's up, Kevin? How are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, man. How you doing, fellas? Good. Good. So, look, I want to let's go right out from the very beginning. When you came into this thing, what is the first thing a guy like you does when you realize that you have to restructure Uh-oh. and start lopping off heads? I mean, I mean, is there like a triage to this? Because this isn't your first rodeo. I mean, you've, you've done this a number of times. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. I mean, I would say uh, drinking is probably the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you look like you got a nice bar back there. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, look, I, I think you have to just sort of compartmentalize everything and you have to figure out what you can do and what you can't do. So right. I think the most important thing when you're doing a restructure is is figure out who's good at what and put them in a position to be successful. Yeah. Do you get a lot of donuts like early when you get to a new company like, hi, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Remember me. Some I, might, I might scare him if I did that. I'm a pretty high-energy guy, but you're probably used to that, Russ, being around uh, Sully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I want to talk about um, you've been looking for companies uh, to acquire 
that fits your business model, uh, or to use your parlance last time you were on the show, that are accretive to your business model. Talk about the acquisition strategy, because that is just free money for a company when they can acquire a business for, for using stock for currency that's low debt. They suddenly get to put that revenue on the top line, uh, and they get to put the earnings on the, on, on the bottom line. Talk about that a bit, because that's a great strategy. Yeah, so, so the acquisition model is pretty simple, guys. Uh, you know, we, we look at it and we say, look, if we can buy things that are accretive, in other words, that are going to add to our, our bottom line, then we can get to where we need to go a little bit faster. You know, we, we've kind of built this thing as, a, as sort of a two-path machine. One is we have a lot of organic growth. We're doing a lot of franchising. As I mentioned on the last time I was on the show, we've got a franchising wizard that's at the helm here. But the acquisition model is really interesting. You know, money is very cheap. Um, there's a lot of really good opportunities out there for us, and I think we're going to continue to explore those opportunities and, you know, execute. Is there a time when a company might look at it like uh, that movie, The Producers? You, you go after a company that is so bad, you need debt, you need this toilet to maybe make you your... an undervalued company? An under, yeah. Would no, you ever, <laughs> well, I'm just wondering. You need, like, something on no, the books to you, go, we need a write-off. I have to believe, Kevin, you're getting emails constantly yeah. about, hey, look at me for acquisition. But what you're really looking for is is decent revenue, decent management, uh, and then, of course, low debt. I mean, I'm assuming that's probably the order in which you look at it, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely want to try to buy things that don't have a big debt load. You know, anytime you can use your stock as currency to buy things that are accretive and help sort of push the company into overall profitability is obviously the best path. Yeah. I think we've, I think we've got some good things in the pipeline. So I think as long as we continue to execute... I mean, anybody that's been around this company long enough knows when we got to the start, you know, we had a failing restaurant company. We were able to turn that thing around into something that's turning a profit at the store level. And now we just got to get the growth to be able to support the, uh, you know, the management. His name is Kevin Mohan. He's the ch chief investment officer and chairman of a company called Muscle Maker Grill. They are uh, publicly traded. The stock symbol is G-R-I-L. And you can go to a number of websites. Uh, you can go to musclemakergrill.com. Uh, with probably the easiest one to go to. Let's talk about franchising. We've been talking about franchising all day here on the Big Biz Show. And, of course, uh, um, you have a franchising wizard, uh, which is your CEO, Michael Roper, that you talked about. Um, uh, he brings you know, a lot of profitable long-term experience. Talk about the franchise model here. So franchise model's great if it's done properly. And so I think with our Pokemoto brand specifically, you've got a very low business cost, or excuse me, a build-out cost, and you've got high margins. So if you're a guy that was working at a big company and you decide, hey, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur, I wanna go into my own business, they're looking at franchises and whether it's you know sandwich shops or, or you know Mexican food or whatever it might be, people are looking in to get, I mean, that's kind of the way the American economy has been built, right? Mm -hmm. Serial entrepreneurs. And so I think we've got a great model with Pokimoto. I think that what separates that from everything else is really the ease of being able to do it. You know, the restaurant business can be really complicated. If you can take a complicated process and you can simplify it, yeah. and it's got high margins, it's a pretty good deal for someone. Well, and I think if you think in terms of that, you know, if you think in terms of, you know, uh, uh, the the $20 billion uh, in the youth sport market being, being untapped, um, I mean, you guys can go straight at this with franchise models and such like that, right? Yes, you can. That's really more towards the meal plan company. That was sort of why we bought Superfit Foods was because we wanted to address that market. Meal plans are really big. It's not just in youth sports. It's really in, you know, the guys that are going to work every day, the guys that are running around hustle and bustle with kids. But we do think the youth sports market is a very untapped market, and we're looking forward to taking advantage of it. I just think, I, I honestly feel that if you, if you think in terms of, of that youth sports market, 
Yeah. And even in the meal plan side, you know those parents want to have a side hustle and get into business. I think that's automatic franchise time. Plus, it's a, it's a great idea. I wish they were closer to the exits when I drive long distances because it's usually some crap burger I got to just... Yeah, you want a good out. place to go. I do. I'd Kevin like Mohan is his name, Chief Investment Officer, Chairman. We've got to get you in San Diego, Kevin. Thanks, pal. Appreciate that. Kevin Mohan. Plus, when you check out, they sell popcorners, which are my favorite chips. Oh, I know. Yeah. I saw you. Oh. I saw you mowing them. Oh. All right. Oh, good for It is the Big Biz Show, bigbizshow.com. A um, couple things we got to talk about the Fed, got to talk about interest rates. Stand by. Go with that. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, fall style. Wait, wasn't it just June? Right? So I went to Kohl's. Of course you did. I got a cute Kara Santana for Nine West sweater for 25% off and a great pair of bands. Love bands. And save 25% on a champion hoodie for my husband. Ooh, sounds cozy. You should go. You'll get 15% off or 15, 20, or even 30% off with a Kohl's card. BRB. Select styles. Offers end September 26th. Champion coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Welcome to everyone joining us to experience stories of resilience, hope, perseverance, and joy. Move over to a sport chair, a basketball wheelchair. Category of best video are. We love you guys. questions you want answers to but mostly just drifting off and staring blankly at the wall it's the big biz show with russ and sully hey hey live from the loft 100 studios in sunny san diego california 110 million broadcast home strong thanks again to biz tv yta club on the tv side on the radio side iHeartRadio, as well as armed forces radio network now called afn mm-hmm. thanks guys Appreciate that. Doing a mic check here because I've strained my voice. What are you doing? I was singing all day yesterday. Oh, you are. Yeah, does that strain your voice? It does the way I sing. I do it so wrong, I'm sure. Does it strain you because you're uh, imbibing at the same time as you're Maybe singing? it is. Uh, yeah. Tequila, I think, was the problem because I just didn't have enough. Tequila's off of the... <laughs> it's a nice day yesterday. It's, a little, it's getting chillier out here. It, it is. You are absolutely... The sun goes down and so do I. I yeah. go home. It's cold. There you go. It's yeah. good stuff. All right, there you go. All right, listen. Yeah. Russ T. Nails and I have been in radio. How long have you been in radio? Oh, God. Since eight, 1980? 40 years or so. Russ, it's more than 40. I just quit. <laughs> 80. I just quit How counting. many years has he been in radio now? Has it been 45 years, 50 years? Well, KPRI, I was a young pup back yeah. in my 20s, yeah. uh, driving the trick truck and doing uh, rock yeah. and religion. But, I mean, on air. <laughs> so, I've been on, yeah. air. I've been on air for close to 30 years. 
You've awesome. been on the air for close to 40 years. Yes. Yeah. And we, and we, you know, I'm anyway, still employed yeah. by uh, iHeartRadio. And, uh, How does that happen? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's funny. I, and I've only been at like really one station the whole yeah. time. It, Accidentally it's, made a. Yeah, News career. Radio 600 Kogo in the morning. And that's aside from this here where we're on all kinds of stations. But, right. but uh, Jeff, Jeff, well, cool. Let me get to, before I get to Jeff Trayman, one of you sent us an email after we talked about radio, said you should talk to this radio company uh, called Audia. A -U Audia. Yeah, A-U-D-D-I-A. Okay. Uh, they are publicly traded on the NASDAQ under stock symbol A-U-U-D. And in all of the, well, 25 years this show has been on to run radio, and then, of course, the last 15 or so or 13 has been on TV, I don't yeah. think we've interviewed somebody in the audio industry. Um, but there's this thing called the Audia app that I checked out. What is this? And it's, well, it's AM, AM FM radio listening. I love it. With, with personalized content. Really cool stuff. No commercials. So uh, somebody, one of you guys said we should interview him as a CEO because uh, we feature CEOs here and there in the program. The big so we, G's, as we like to call and them. And we thought we'd call the big G's Jeff Trayman, who's founder and executive chairman of Audia. Uh, Jeff, how are you, sir? Good to see you. Yeah, I'm doing well. I appreciate you guys uh, having us on. So listen, um, my first question: what, So you're a serial entrepreneur. Were you in the Were you in the biz like with us at some point? I mean, we've been in this business longer than almost anybody. Did you Did you come from a radio background? No, uh, I mean my background's quite unusual for the for the space. Uh, I'm actually a doctor. I came out. I was a neurosurgeon before I got what? into. No kidding. You know, it doesn't go up. that way usually. <laughs> yeah, it usually does well, not. Well, never, it never goes from radio to neurosurgeon. No. It rarely does it go from neurosurgeon <laughs> to radio. So how did you make the leap? Well, it was just a, it was just a series of, uh, of events. I mean, my history is really that of just starting companies. And uh, while I was a surgeon, I wound up starting a medical device company. And that got me out of medicine. And all the companies that I've started, it's been about six now that I've taken from zero to exit. But uh, all of them have really uh, just really started around an idea that I came up with and then then explored. So the way, reason I got on the radio is I was driving down the road. I heard an ad on the radio. I'm in Denver. I heard an ad on the radio for an ice capades event uh, that I wanted to bring my girls to uh, over the holidays. And I never did. And I was thinking about it afterwards. And I thought, you know, this is one of the problems with radio. There's so many steps you have to take to... Uh, take action on that so i wanted to create sort of a shazam like experience mm -hmm. where you could just press a button on the phone have those tickets show up buy the tickets and then show them at the door and be done wow while so you're that, listening, no, hold, no, hold this on a second so let, let me explain to the audience if you don't if you're not familiar with shazam if you're listening to a song and you can't figure out who sang brandy yeah looking glass by the way okay but if you but but if you can't figure it out there's an app called shazam mm -hmm. you tap shazam shazam listens when you're in the denny's right. when they're playing men at work or something right right and it tells you the name of the song the album and the artist and the, right and can you click from there and you buy can, the absolutely so, okay, that, so that's jeff it. that's brilliant so so t so take it continue the story from there that's that's a fantastic uh, model if, if you actually have done this yeah so so you know that technology didn't exist because it's much different than what shazam does you have to first really even know whatever, whatever, what the radio station is that you're, you're clicking on. <laughs> sure. So uh, I hired some engineers and we worked through that problem. We got that working and that was back in 2012. And then we decided to really build a company around it. And ultimately what we wound up building was an interactive digital feed that correlated with everything that you were hearing on the radio. So if it was a, if it was a concert, you know, you could have those tickets. If they were talking about a song, you could check out the lyrics. You could buy it on iTunes. You could do whatever. If there was a contest to enter, you could enter it. 
on the radio station. Yeah. So there's all this digital, there's this digital feed and we, we partnered with about 580 radio stations and we were integrated into their mobile apps. So we had, we got to a peak of about 1.6 million monthly active users on the platform. And what we didn't like was just the number of people that were on there. So right. 1.6 million is pretty good, yeah. but not when there's 270 million people listening to radio. <laughs> okay. So, so we thought that, uh, you know, that's one of the problems with streaming radio. There's just not enough advantages yeah. to get somebody to move from the broadcast over to the stream. And we thought there was a lot more we could do. Yeah. Uh, so that's when we pivoted really over to the, the current product uh, that we're that we're developing now, where we started building some artificial intelligence technologies that would learn everything that was on air, and that would allow us to parse out different segments of content, and then customize uh, the radio listening experience. So instead of it being a one-to-many experience, it can convert over to a one-to-one uh, or a one-to-one. One-to-one experience. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Dunter, let me ask you. By the way, Jeff Trayman's our guest. Jeff <laughs> is the founder and executive chairman of Audia Incorporation. A U U D is their stock symbol. They are publicly traded, um, and you can go to audia.com. That's with two D's in the middle. A U D D I A. Am I correct in assuming that you have that you'll be able to personalize my listening experience not only with music or content I listen to, but also maybe the things I'm interested in buying or, or considering? Absolutely. I mean, the way, that would be the, fantastic. The best yeah, way to think you know. of, what was that? So that'd be fantastic. I mean, I, I think I think you've just captured a, a cure for growing hair. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I hope. No, I mean that's fantastic. And, I, and, I would, and I'm assuming there's black helicopters outside your office because you know uh -oh. th there's big companies who would like to figure out how you did this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we 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 leverage these. Uh, really, it's Google's TensorFlow. Uh, platform that we leverage, and we just started taking data, which is broadcast audio, and we just started putting it through this Google TensorFlow platform. And then, of course, there's a lot of work around feature vectors and model weights and all these other things that we worked on to really teach it to do a good job of recognizing what all of that content is. And then that allows that personalization experience. So the best way to think about it is you just tune, you open up the app, you find your favorite station, you press play, mm -hmm. and you're then able to listen to that radio station and do it in a customized way. So if something is put in front of you that you don't like, you can skip it. If you want to pause, you can do that. If you need to rewind, you can do that. You can fast forward. So you have all these capabilities, and then you can program it as well, sort of like an Alexa skills type experience. So if you get in your car every morning to go to work, you could start off with a quick uh, traffic report that's customized to, to where you're going, maybe hear something about the weather for the day, and then an update on the sports games from last night, and then the, you go right into the station. Well, I'll tell, yeah, I'll tell you what. First of all, I have to believe that this is, a, this is so scalable that you're going to have to – some of these other big amalgamators are going to – and we, we work for one of them, so I'm not going to mention it – are going to want to acquire you or that thing. Number two, so what's so what does the next 18 months look like for this thing? Because it sounds like – Right now, I hear you have six stations in North Carolina, South Virginia, uh, figuring out what's the next thing for you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we just we just released a new version of the app. It went out into the app stores uh, last week, and that was that was we were waiting on that update because that allows us now to add additional stations. And we're partnered we're partnered with uh, 
about five broadcasters wow. to really beta, beta the product. So now we're going to be able to add additional stations. Well, let's besides. throw Big Biz on there. Damn yeah, it, what do you say, ready. Russ? Come on. Link us up. Partner. Come on. All right. Let me, okay, first of all, I want to have you back because this is, this is it's really, really, really interesting stuff. Also, by the way, it's the Audia app. Download it now. A-U-D-D-I-A app. And there's also the Vodacast app. V-O-D-A-C-A-S-T. We're going to feature him. We'll get him back on here. That was fantastic. That's a great idea. Well, can you imagine just watching or listening to radio and only getting the ad sets that you might be interested in? Yes. Yeah. See? All right. Look at here. Dr. Jeff Trayman, by the way. Audia Incorporated. See you in a bit. You know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. One for hitting the trail. One for catching a wave. One where this happened. Yo, where'd our tent go? Another where the fish get bigger. Every time you tell the story. Some spots, you made your mark. Others, marked you. And one, okay, let's stay away from that one. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With best-in-class standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Comparison based on 2022 Frontier S versus latest in-market Ward small truck segment. Base models compared based on manufacturer's website. Ay, qué hambre. ¿Pasamos por McDonald's? Va. ¿Qué ordenas normalmente? Mm, una quarter pounder. Ah, eres una burger person. <laughs> Llenos McNuggets. Ah, eres de las mías. <laughs> El, la mejor manera de conocer a alguien deal de McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el app de McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como un McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Quarter Pounder por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar producto individual a precio regular. They wanted to win a medal in curling until they found out it had nothing to do with lifting beers. It's Sully and Russ on the Big Biz Show. Hey there, Big Biz Show, bigbizshow.com. I'm really excited to be talking once again to James Saperstein, the CEO of, of Azurex. Oh, not Azurex anymore? Uh, no, we, no Azurex uh, Biopharma? No, my friends. Nay, verily I say unto you, what the name has been changed to First Wave Biopharma. I like that. Azurex Biopharma, now called First Wave Biopharma. Stock symbol FWBI. Very exciting times. Very exciting stuff. James, that's a, that, that's you. It's been a very exciting couple of weeks for you, my friend. And it's uh, it's interesting to kind of watch the flow of how that all happened. Why don't you give us a top down on what 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 went on there? Well, uh, thank you for having me on again. We did change our name to First Wave Biopharma. Uh, part of the reason is we felt Azure X kind of had some negative equity associated with it over all these years. It's kind of been getting confused. Our message has been getting confused. So we took the name of the company we acquired. Um, we had seen some data on ulcerative proctitis. We actually just put some of that data out today. It looked very exciting. And we went in and we decided to acquire the whole company. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, we're in a good spot. Uh, if you indulge me for a second, I want to let everyone know that everyone thinks we paid a lot of money for it, but we didn't. Yeah, we paid three million dollars up front and and four million in, in stock, 
and we do owe them a whole lot of milestones as we move forward. So the deal is is pretty much back ended. Yeah, it's it's, it's a sort of exciting deal too, and I want to talk a little bit about about uh, you know what's coming next because obviously nothing has changed with the core business, but there's actually more uh, more in the future and on the table. Talk about that a little bit. Exactly. The core business, which, which is a jewel of pace, we're still uh, looking at manufacturing. We hope to have that data soon. Um, COVID, the COVID trial is enrolling as we speak, and we just got feedback from the AD, uh, FDA yesterday on our IND for our checkpoint uh, inhibitor colitis, so we're going to proceed with that by the end of the year. But we acquired three new indications. We acquired uh, ulcerative proctitis, which gives us now four active trials in phase two, we picked up ulcerative colitis and also Crohn's disease, which is a huge, huge indication in the United States. Uh, very much an unresolved medical need. Yeah, and, and what's interesting here for you guys uh, is that you guys are moving like kind of in lockstep with the FDA on some of your th uh, th some of your therapies. Give us an update on that too, as well, James. Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, again, everyone's looking at cancer and you know, the hot properties, but. People want to take oral medications. Uh, they don't like taking injectable medications. In fact, you saw a story yesterday morning on CNN about having to have a pill uh, resolve the, the COVID crisis. Well, we've been working on a pill and a capsule actually uh, to try to resolve this. And hopefully we'll be someone uh, that's in the mix. So we're, we are locked up with the FDA. We're trying to find easier solutions to these diseases, which are very, very expensive and costly. Yeah, and, and I think I think part of this uh, I think part of this comes down to you guys have to be prepared to pivot, especially in your game here, especially what's going on with with, with COVID and such. One of your one of your uh, one of your talking points that we've been talking about for a while. By the way, James Saperstein is president and CEO of First Wave Biopharma, stock symbol FWBI. You can go to firstwavebio.com to get more information. But one of your first talking points, James, was talking about. Uh, COVID therapeutics, so we're not depending solely on vaccines. Now, vaccine has been so politicized. There's a lot of people afraid of it. There's a lot of people that, that stand by it. At the end of the day, therapeutics would solve a lot of that garbage, and I, and I think uh, that's what you're working on. Talk about where we're at with that and where you guys are at specifically with that. Right. So we've got now uh, over 11 sites open in the United States, mostly the hot spots in areas in the South uh, where people are reluctant to take the vaccine, but they yeah. might be more more willing to take a, a capsule that's being studied and they get paid for it. They come into the study site, they'll get paid uh, for being a, a study subject. And neclosamide has been around for a very long time. So very safe drugs, there are no side effects. So basically the patients should be able to come in and see that they've resolved it, their COVID. Um, and hopefully we'll have data by the end of the year and get, and get ready to go. And you're right, it will resolve a lot of this debate with vaccines where everyone, people say, I don't know what's in it. Uh, and whatnot, and whether that's good or bad is, is not the point. The point is people want something that they can ingest that they're comfortable with, it's like taking an aspirin. Yeah, and, and what's interesting about that too is as we, as we see this COVID virus, uh, uh, I guess, mutate, I guess is yeah. a, a good word Morph. for it. When we first, when we not first talked, we talked to you a couple months back, you were talking about lambda and gamma. Am I reading correctly that there's like more, two more, there's four different variants now that you guys are seeing? There, there's four that, that are being publicized, yes, the, the, the mu, or the mu, the gamma, the lambda, but there's also, uh, we're, we're probably up to zeta at this point. Wow. Um, it, it's it's going to keep mutating. It's not, you know, the, the, the question is, uh, are these going to be strong variants or are they going to be weak variants? And let's just hope that they're weak variants that uh, 
You know, I just read a case of Michigan couple just died, you know, breakthrough Delta variant. Both people were vaccinated, but it broke through because they had underlying conditions. So people who are out there who have underlying conditions need to really stay on top of this and put a mask on and try to keep the exposures down. James, what's your feeling on boosters? You know, I've got I've got a 94 year old dad and I got an 84 year old mom. Russ has got a 90 year old mom. 92, uh, baby. 92 years old, um, and they're uh, they're they're you know, they're anxious. My folks are anxious to get a booster, but, but I'm not I'm not suggesting that they shouldn't. Is that do we have enough data about that? Is that a good thing or a bad thing in your opinion? I mean, you're right there at the tip of the spear, pal. It's a good thing. So number one, God bless your parents that you still have them. That's fantastic news. Um, they should definitely get the Pfizer booster that's available right now. There's enough data. Moderna also uh, announced their booster. J&J has also put information out there uh, on their booster that looks very effective. Bottom line is that we know uh, the data indicates that people who have taken Moderna seem to have better uh, functionality, immune response uh, after their second shot than the Pfizer people did after the second shot. So. There's not a whole lot of rush to get a Moderna booster right now, but definitely get a booster. I, I imagine if we have continue to have more and more variants, uh, by next year you'll see a fourth booster. You know, my, uh, for, you're the guy to ask for this, James. Um, in your opinion, you know, you always, we hear always hearing about the new normal or what's normal or back to normal. When do you think we are in the clear? And then put, let's put, our, let's put ourselves back to the Spanish flu. There was a time where there was a Spanish flu. There was a time that uh, that we, uh, you know, that there was a transition, and then they got back to normal. What do you? Th- what's what's your best guess? And I realize it's just a best guess. Yeah, my best guess will be the fall of 2022 next year, where you should have at least one or two therapeutics that will have been approved. Uh, you'll still have the vaccines, and then I think lots of folks will start taking the the capsules or the pills that are approved, and people will feel confident going back to work and school. And feeling normal again. His name is James Saperstein. He's, I'll tell you, I trust him more than my doctor. James, yeah, thanks, pal. That's I good appreciate inside it. information. Once again, their new name, First Wave Biopharma, FWBI is their stock symbol. And that does it for us. Jared Coleman, our director, Curtis Manager, our assistant director, Molly Vitamali, our floor director, David Camater, executive producer, along with uh, Greg Totteroff, Bianca, uh, Bianca Zerba Delgado, our producer, some guy named Mel. It's actually Devin over there. Larson, Brian, me. It's funny.com because. Fresh Fat Ball to come get. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Welcome to Influencer Confidential by Sidewalker Daily. My name is Nina Zeta and I will be your host. I love working with brands and influencers on all things business strategy. Are you ready to learn what it takes to work in this influencer industry and see behind the curtain? Well, let's jump in. Hey everyone, I'm Nina Zeta with Sidewalker Daily. I wanna talk to you about how to use Instagram 
for your business. Now, I'm super passionate about this topic because I get to work with businesses on their social media strategy. So I'm going to be sharing in this video, literally the advice that I give my clients. I'm going to walk you through different techniques and different tips on how you can most effectively use this platform. Because I understand that Instagram can get super overwhelming. There's always seems to be like a new feature or something happening. Um, so I totally get the, the social media overwhelm that can come. I want to just take it step by step, walk you through some tips and help you use your Instagram to the best of its ability to help your business. Okay, so let's jump in. So if you're using Instagram for business, the first place we need to start is make sure you have a business profile. Now that this is something that you can set up in your settings easily. You wanna make sure that you have a business profile, not just using Instagram as a personal use. And this is gonna give you access to tons of different capabilities, right? So by having a business profile, you're gonna be able to get your insights, which are super important when you're in business because you wanna be able to measure what works, what doesn't, what posted well, you know, best times of the day to post. You're actually even able to see how many follows did this post bring me. It's actually gonna help you like take it nitty gritty to learn everything that you need to know about how the posts are doing. And insights are super important from a business perspective because it helps you basically measure what works and what doesn't. You get to see what type of content comes from the explore page, what's coming in from your hashtags. You get to learn about your audience, the top you know places in the world they're from, their age. Literally, insights will give it to you all. So you wanna make sure you have a business profile so that you can access these insights. And on top of it, having a business profile allows you to have a really fun thing in your bio where people can contact you directly, email you, get directions to your business, you know, tons of things that are not available if you're not using it as a business platform. And it's free, to switch over to business is free. So if you are a business on Instagram, the first rule of command is turn it into a business profile so that you get access to all the things Instagram is here to serve you. The second tip I'm going to share with you guys today, which is super, super important, is optimizing your profile. If you want to learn more about how to optimize your profile, I'm going to leave a link below so you can watch this video. It's super in-depth. But for today's video, I'm just going to run you through the quick and important things you need to know. You want to make sure that your profile is ready for new business, right? So think about it. You have a few seconds from when someone lands on your page to convert them, to retain them as a customer, to have them click follow. So you want to make sure everything is right. Your bio is an important piece of real estate. From using, you know, SEO keywords to ensuring that you're getting the right type of traffic, to ensuring that your highlights do well, um, that you have a very clear mission statement in your bio. You want to let people know exactly who you serve very, very quickly. So optimize that bio so that when people come onto your page, they actually stick around and follow you. Now, the third piece of advice is definitely use niche hashtags. You will hear this time and time again on Instagram. And the reason you're going to hear the importance of using hashtags is because it's true. You need to hashtag your content. This is what allows people to find you. What's really cool is that I find more and more people are actually following hashtags. So if you're hashtagging a certain post and someone is following that hashtag, you're going to pop up in their feed without them even following you, which is 
amazing. So definitely consider that in your hashtag strategy. Now think about it logically. If you use a hashtag that has a really high number of tags, it's going to be impossible for you to get found and even have, you know, what are the chances that you're going to pop up under that hashtag? So for example, if you were a fashion company and you were to use the hashtag, hashtag dress, what does dress even have? Let's put out the hashtag dress. Okay, dress has 20.5 million posts. So if we were hashtagging the word dress under our post, that is a dress, probably not going to get found. But what are some other things that we could look up? So maybe it's a black dress. That even so still has 3.4 million posts. But black dresses brings us down considerably to 178,000 posts. And if you use this hashtag, you're going to have way more chances of being found under this hashtag. Now you see that little button up there that clicks follow. Someone who's searching black dresses may just follow this hashtag. And then by you using it, you're going to appear on their feed. Now, my fourth tip is probably what you really need to do, especially if you're a business owner, you're probably really busy and you cannot be spending all this time on Instagram, right? I mean, we all know that Instagram takes up a lot of our time already. And I understand a lot of the business owners I work with are super busy and don't have the time. So this is why you need this tip, which is to batch your content. You want to make sure that you plan your content in advance. Get organized. You're going to want to schedule your content out ahead of time. There are so many tools that make it easy for you to schedule your post directly onto the platform. So that way you're not waking up every day thinking about what to post. So actually it's two parts, right? It's batching the content so that you're shooting a bunch ahead of time and scheduling it. So it's a two-fold strategy when I talk about getting organized. Um, you want to make sure that you think about those content pieces ahead of time. So for example, when I did social media from some hotels, we would literally send the client the month in advance and the client would approve it. Once it was approved, we would go up, schedule it, and then we would just manage the engagement on a day-to-day. -day. So that's going to help you get organized so that you're not literally having someone on your team post daily for you. Now, if you've made it to this part, you are in luck because this is my favorite tip and I think the most important tip when it comes to having a business on Instagram and using Instagram effectively. So this tip is all about building a tribe. Instagram is not the type of place that you can just sit on and expect people come to you. You have to be actively doing outreach, actively looking for your audience, actively engaging with them and not just, you know, love like this or like that. It's actually adding value to other people's, you know, pages so that they come back and follow you. Now, remember, our, we talked about optimizing our page. When you start engaging heavily with other accounts, the goal is that they come back to your page, see it really quickly, understand through your bio and your content what it is that you are doing, and then they follow you back, right? So this is kind of the cycle that we're looking to achieve. You want to make sure that you are focused on building a tribe. I will tell you for one, if you have a business on Instagram, you do not need millions and millions of followers to succeed. Actually, you don't need, it's all math, right? You just need an engaged group of followers. That's it. You can have less than a thousand. Think about like your orders. You know, you don't need millions of orders to be a successful business. You just need to have a true tribe. And if you're looking to build that engagement on Instagram and truly grow your tribe, but you're a little lost and not quite sure how to do it, you're definitely going to want to check out Insta Authentic. I've linked it below. It's our Instagram engagement accelerator. In this course, I go through everything you need to know about building that tribe on Instagram, 
increasing your engagement and ultimately growing your business and just being authentic on Instagram because that is the key to success is being authentic and being yourself. My next tip if you are a business on Instagram is work with influencers. Now I may be biased because I run an influencer agency where I work with influencers one-on-one, but influencers are super trusted in their community. They are super well regarded in their little spaces. And if you have a business and you can team up with an influencer, you're basically tapping into their audience. So I am 100% all about strong influencer marketing and using that as an integral part of your business because you're literally getting someone who has a trusted audience to vouch for you. So working with influencers is an amazing way to grow your business and use Instagram effectively. Another big tip, Instagram is a visual place, okay? So if you're posting on the feed, make it a good quality piece of content. The better the photo, the better reaction you're going to have. If you're doing it on the feed, if you are looking to do a reel, then play the reels game the right way. You know, look and see what reels are doing well on the explore page and see what would work for you in your business. The same thing goes for stories, right? If you're posting on stories, be your true self, be yourself, show up and give people a glimpse of the behind the scenes. This is what your audience wants to learn more about. And my last tip, which kind of goes off one of my earlier missions today is Use your analytics. You're going to want to use analytics. You're going to want to use those insights to measure, again, what works, what doesn't. Keep your pulse on the analytics, on the insights. Go into them daily. Look at what works. Look at what doesn't. Um, I don't think you should make rash decisions in changing things up like, oh, this post didn't do well or this post did. You want to look at it in the long run and look at the trends, what works, what doesn't in a long, you know, in the long run. But I do think going in daily and looking at your insights is a good place to build that muscle and get you excited about your platform. If you are looking to work with me directly to help you with whether it's your influencer strategy or figuring out, you know, overall ways to help your business grow on Instagram, I'm going to leave a link below on how you can book a one-on-one with me or someone on my team and we can definitely help you get there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our show and visit sidewalkerdaily.com for more resources on all things influencer marketing and social media. Until next time. I'm pretty sure our new house might be haunted. What makes you say that? The furniture is levitating. Oh, and the ghost. Welcome home. Yeah, that's, that's spooky. You know what's really scary? Missing out on GEICO for help with homeowners and renters insurance. GEICO makes it easy to save a bunch. Great! Uh, you're not sticking around, right? The party's just getting started. <laughs> Happy geico Call today and see how easy homeowners and renters insurance can be. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever. Brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, fall style. Wait, wasn't it just June? Right? So I went to Kohl's. Of course you did. I got a cute Kara Santana for Nine West sweater for 25% off and a great pair of bands. Love bands. And save 25% on a champion hoodie for my husband. Ooh, sounds cozy. You should go. You'll get 15% off or 15, 20, or even 30% off with a Kohl's card. BRB. Select styles. Offers end September 26th. Champion coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store.
Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.